And we're here, Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael Herr, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions game preview and prediction. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. Well, of course, it was Christmas week, so we didn't have a podcast earlier. Well, we had one because we were both out of the facility uh, Wednesday to talk to the coach and those things, but we just didn't put it up because we were still in the in the glow of the Lions' first first NFC North division winner and really first division they've won since 1993. So we're still in that glow, Mike. Let's glow away, glow little glow worm, glisten, 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 something like that. <laughs> Does it get any better though? I mean, we're we're almost a week of, a week past that Minnesota game, and does it still feel as good knowing that the Lions did it on their own and didn't have to wait for another team to lose or somebody to beat somebody else and scoreboard watching? They just went out and did it, and with two games left, this is really gravy that you're adding on to the you know to the steak. Well, yeah, yeah. The thing I like about it is that yeah, there's something at stake again, but it's just it's at a different level. And so they're they're climbing the you know they're they're climbing the stairs here. And what's what's important? Now, it's all important because if you lose in the playoffs, you're done. There's no hey, hold on a second, let's do that over. But no, I I, I understand what you're saying and I agree with it. The only thing I would add is there's more to come. Definitely more to come. There's more out there to get. There's more fish to fry. Um, they can go anywhere from the third seed that they're locked into now to actually getting a bye first round if things play out the way they could. So th- everything's still on board. And it's amazing to me, it's amazing to me that the national media, and I've been watching all week, still thinks they're a cute story, but they, they're not getting the respect that Philly or the San Francisco 49ers are getting for maybe good reason. Maybe those guys have earned their pelts on the wall and the Lions are like the new team coming into it. But I just feel that they all have the same record, and I think they should be, you know, any of those three teams can be that number one seed. Yeah, I yeah I, I, I agree with you. I, I think you've got to – I think the Lions are going through – Maybe not in their minds, but in the minds of the people who are, you know, and that's mostly media. Uh, they're still in a prove-it stage. In other words, yeah, they're 11, 11 and four, but they played so and so, or they didn't play so and so, or whatever. But look, this is a heck of a football team. It really is. This this is a team that's been put together, not just for this year, but for for years to come. And this this is this is really the start. There was an interesting uh, response the other day from uh, uh, Dan Campbell, the head coach. When somebody asked him if he thought he was on, if they were ahead of schedule. Yeah, somebody was me. Oh, they want you to give me my, give me my, yeah, of course that was me. Go look at it on the <laughs> tape for all the people out there. That was me. Yeah, and okay, well then explain what he said then. He, 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 uh, no, let he me, he, I asked him, I said, you don't have to tell us the truth if you want to, but I said, now that you've done it in the time period, are you ahead of the schedule that you had put out when you first got here? Are you behind it? And tell me where you where you're thinking on that. And he said he said if everything went right, they could have competed. He thought they could compete the second year. And he said everything had to had went right, but he expected to be competing for the division in the year three, and they won it. So right. he's he's and right where he was. Yeah. But I was it was great. I was interesting that he said if everything would have went right the second year, they thought they'd compete. So when people go back and say the, you got these four or five year projects to win. That wasn't their plan. Their plan was really to, to be able to, if everything goes right, to compete in the second year. So all these rebuilds can be done if you do them right 
you know, quicker than a lot of people think. And that's what I got out of well, what he was saying. And one of the things that you have to have is a quarterback and in, in, in the trade that really helped them, trading Matthew Stafford away to the Los Angeles Rams, they got a quarterback back in that same draft who could function for them. And really not one that was going to blow your, you know, blow the doors off your salary cap or anything like that. So that, that was that, that was part of the package, and it was a, it was a winning package, not just the quarterback uh, Jared Goff, but the whole thing they put together. And the amazing part about that, and that you brought that up, he was the throw-in according to everybody outside the oh, organization. Yeah, right. Remember, the two first-round picks was what what everybody wanted, and that was the you know that was the main impetus. And I think he was a throwaway to the Rams because the Rams wouldn't include two first-round picks if they thought that we're giving you a player that you're going to be using, and you know, a quarterback like that. So they even didn't think much of him. And I just think either Brad Holmes thought a lot of him, and you're never going to know the truth, or he was better than Brad and, and Dan thought after they got him. Well, it could be. You know what? It doesn't matter now. No, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Look at the two biggest reclamation projects so far to me this year in the NFL are Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. You know, those quarterbacks that people gave up for dead a few years ago are leading teams into the playoffs. I think I think that you can never give up on a quarterback if he's got talent and you just have to put him in the right situation. Yeah, I think Baker Mayfield's at a little lower level, though. I think, what are they, seven and eight, something like that, and it's, they're certainly not – a team that's it's not in a walk-in team that's going to make the, that they know they're going to make the playoffs. They still got work to do, but yeah, but they only got yeah. I know what you're saying. Now, but, I'm they're not I, on the same I, level, but there's you know no, Baker Bayfield. You could have got him for a bag of beans at the beginning of the year, and he's always oh, been with four teams right. in the last what, two years, right? And, and he's one fun. game away from winning a, a a division championship. He's a, look, put it like this: no matter what their record is, they win one more game. They're in the same position as the Lions. They're the fourth seed. Right. They're the third. So or third right now. So you know that's the way it works. But anyway. Back to the story on Jared Goff, um, you know I'm a, you know I'm, a, I'm, you know I'm, I'm not the biggest Jared Goff fan. I will admit it. I, I think he's okay. You know how I feel. I'm not going to get into it. I, but results dictate to me that he's the quarterback here. And until I see different, I, I think he's had a great year. I, I think he's got a, he can do more here. And I think the next three or four weeks, or two or three weeks, however it lasts. Is going to tell the story of Jared Goff in Detroit. I hate to say that, but I think that this these these games coming up are going to tell you more about him than the games before now. And mm, I don't necessarily agree with that. I understand it. It's, it's you know that you have to make it in the playoffs and all that, but you don't know it's, it, it, it. I want to see what happens before I get into all that. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, speaking of less, uh, since we didn't air the podcast we did from the facility that day. Um, just the final thoughts on the Minnesota game. I, I thought it wasn't a perfectly played game, but Lions teams of the past would have lost that game. This Lions team was resilient, and even though they didn't play perfectly down the stretch when they could have sealed that game, John Kaminsky, John Kaminsky, they still won the game, and um, that's all you got to do. Once you get that, once you broke that ice, I thought of you. Now you're the champions. Now you've you've done it. I think the pressure is off on that point from now, and I think this team, like you said, unless injuries just kill the team out, this is a a, a four or five year build that they got going, and they should be competing every year. No, I agree with that. If you look at the, they they really are driven by first of all the offensive line, and that's where the veterans are. That's where the veterans are packed together. There's on the offensive line, the starting five, 
And then after that, those are, are young players who are going to be around. You know, now you, you may run, run into some salary cap issues down the line, but for the next two, three years, this 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 team is really set up to to win multiple multiple division titles, not just one. This now look, it's easy to say that. I don't think when the when the Vikings walked off the field last year with a 13 and four record, I don't think they expected to be you know scraping around at seven and eight right now. But but. On the other hand, I don't think their their roster matches up with the Lions either. No, but the the Vikings are not in the playoffs now or in the contention. Well, they're still in contention, but they're not in the playoffs now strictly because of injury. Strictly because there's no other D. So they, they didn't fall off that far to me from last year. It's just that they're injured. Justin Jefferson missed, you know, six, seven games or whatever. The quarterback misses six or seven games. You take those injuries away, Mike, they're, they're there. They're, they're at least in the wild card running now. So I don't think that that – I think they still have a solid team over there. They're an older team, though, and they have to do more things to keep this going. But I think they're a solid team coming into next year, too. Well, they could be. I mean, they. You know, I keep going back to this statistic, and I don't know if, it, if it, you know, what it really means that means anything at all, but they were 4-4 four and four with Kirk Cousins, and they're 3-3 three and three without him. Yeah. I don't know, what does that tell you? Yeah, but Justin Jefferson is in that four and four, and he's in the three and three. Okay. He's in that ball. Man, that guy's a he's the he's the best receiver in the league. You some could say so. Missing him during that time no, period think, to me. I think he is the best receiver in in the league. But there's so many of them. You know, you're splitting hairs. Well, I know. About. I know. They're trying to separate those right. guys. But you want to talk about injuries? The Lions lost their right guard, and they also lost two starting offenses, uh, two starting cornerbacks to injuries too. One of them played two plays. The other one played a game and a half, and that's so they've been able to navigate. Yeah, but the Lions the haven't been hit this hard this year with injuries. I thought I think this has been a. You don't think? No, start, no, I don't. No, I don't. Start because defense. you can't say starting quarterback because he never, never even lined up a play for the team. So he wasn't a starting quarterback. You signed him to be a starter. He wasn't a starting quarterback. He never started for him. So that part is not. And I'm talking about overall looking through. The full season and look at other teams' injuries and plus Lions have had a plus season injury wise. They haven't. They have not been hurt as bad. I mean, hurt as bad as other teams. I was looking at Houston's injury list. Like, they had like twelve players on it for last week. I mean, the Lions have not. They have how many people have how many season ended injuries besides Mosley who never played did they have? I don't think they had one. So they haven't been that bad. I mean, they, they, to me, they're in the normal. NFL injury Steve, rate. Steve Houston, a leading a pass rusher last year. But he wasn't a starter, Mike. He wasn't a starter. He was True enough, that was a pass rusher, but he wasn't a starter. I'm saying it's not like the, the quarterback got hurt. The run, he was not starting. He was not. He, he, was in, he was in the rush package. He wasn't a starter. Yeah. Oh, that's not important. And if you remember from the preseason, there was talk of him being cut at the end of the preseason. It was between him and um, Aquara. So it wasn't like you lost a, you know, you was, lost Frank Ragnall for the season, or you lost uh, Decker for the season, or Jonah Jackson for the season. So I understand what you're saying. They had some games without players, but they haven't they haven't had the kill shot injuries like other teams. So I think they that's a wash. So I'm not even conflating them to Minnesota's injuries. So it's not even the same. I don't agree with you. I know you don't, but that's fine. That's why we do this podcast, Mike, because we don't have to agree on everything. I do this, we do this podcast just so I can argue with you. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get back to one thing. Another great thing by playing Minnesota and beating them last week is 
you don't have to go through this whole week having to win this game. Because I'm telling you right now, Mike, when you play the Cowboys, whether people want to admit it or not, it's a daily conversation on, on ESPN. It's a daily conversation on them. The Cowboys just draw that attention. And all week the Lions have drew attention being what's wrong with the Cowboys and can they fix it instead of Detroit's playing good and they might beat, you know, the um, Cowboys. The Cowboys, they all week long they have been talking about that. Yeah, they're, they're even talking about Dak uh, Prescott's uh, new contract too. I mean, it's, it's nonstop. Yeah, well, the contract thing just started today, but well, it didn't just start today, but but it's and I just was he's going to get fifty or sixty million. No, God love him. I hope he gets sick. You know, I hope he gets seventy. I think that's agent put out. There's no way in the world the Cowboys would make a commitment before the playoffs in to find out exactly what happens. I don't even see this as a question mark. I think this is just more agent putting out stuff, just like Ben Johnson's agent supposedly. Uh, um, wants twelve to fifteen million dollars to start to talk about a guy that's never coached, been a head coach. I mean, you, these stories get out there, but those are put out by agents to get everything going. And I don't think Ben Johnson's made t- another dollar more than he was making before the last three weeks. So, well, it depends on how many how many teams are after him when this is over. It depends on whether he wants to become a head coach at this stage of his career too. He probably does, but you, you don't know that. Yeah, but my point is, he, you can't be asking for the moon and you've never been a head coach in your life. I don't believe that story at all. I believe it was, it was fed out there for people to believe for some reason or another to scare other teams off or something, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. And then his agent came out and put out that I didn't I didn't, I didn't say that. So, you know, I'm just saying that agents put things yeah, out. We'll and this Dak thing putting out this week, it's, it's amazing they put it out the week before this game because I'm telling you right now, if they lose their third game in a row, and they got to play where they're going to be a wild card team, most likely anyway. It's going to be hell to pay in Dallas if they don't do anything this year after starting off good. And what are ten and five now? They'll be ten and well, six they if they lose. They hell to pay. They haven't done anything since nineteen ninety five. Yeah, but I'm saying that the, the hell, hell has been paid over. Okay? Would you know that if you were just listening to TV about the Cowboys? You hear, Mike. If you've been watching TV this week, every story is the Cowboys this week. Lions are like the the um, Washington Generals of this week. Oh, the, the Lions are coming in, and they, you know the, the but the Cowboys, you know, Zach at home, they're they've won fifteen in a row, or they're fifteen and one. Blah blah. Okay, that that's the bad part of having to play the Cowboys when you're the other team, you know. But it's good you're coming off the Central Division title, or the, I keep saying Central Division title, the North Division title. And it's good coming off that title as you go into the game, so it's no pressure on having to win. But I'm going to tell you right now, if they would have had to win this game to go to win the title, I would be nervous because I think everything is piling up that people want Dallas to win. Jimmy Johnson's going in the ring of honor. The It's just all this craziness. Lions didn't have to deal with any of that this week. I think you worry too much. <laughs> well, I'm not worried about anything now. Like I said, hey, my worry ended about 4 o'clock last are, are Sunday. We, are, are we projecting how worried we would have been? I'm going to tell you right Move now, on. my worry level, Move if on. they wouldn't have won that game last week, my worry level this week would have been about an 8. Because you that would have meant, let me, let me tell you what, that would have meant you lost to a third-string quarterback at Minnesota, gave them life, and then if you lose this game, it's a winner-take-all next Sunday. Oh, please, eight and a half. It just went up another half just now. 
Well, stop talking about it. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm talking about. Oh, you're not done with it. Now, we'll be talking about it the rest of this week and all of next week. Now, this is what I do want to I talk about. You. This is what I do want to talk about. Oh, my God. If they get this Hold game. On. Yeah. Go ahead. San Francisco has to lose one. Right. And that's it. And you get the number one seed. Now, San Francisco's playing the Rams the last game, and the Rams are probably going to need that game to get in the playoffs. Do you go all out in the Minnesota game? If you're the Lions? Yes. You play to win. Yeah. Play to win. Play the starters. Yeah, play the starters. Okay. Start going in a way, I don't want them to win then. I want to rest those guys next week. I want to be healthy going into the playoffs. I want to see Henry Hearn. I'm just telling you what I want. I'm telling you what I want. Well, don't want it. I want Hendon Hooker to get a little time in the game. Oh I want to get I want I want to get him some time in the game. I want to you know play some guys that hadn't played before. You know it's usually a Tom Kennedy sighting every uh every uh December somewhere on oh, some practice Come squad on. or something. I'm just I just think that I'm I'm satisfied with the third seed, and let's let's just get it on. If you pulled the Detroit Lions 53 starters that they wanted to play, what do you what do you think would be 53 to nothing that they want to play and go at, go for it? No, I know what they would want to do. I'm telling you what I would want to do. You asked me what I would want to do. Well, who cares what you want to do? I'm just saying I would want to do that. Look. You know, you know what? You are starting to get my blood pressure <laughs> up. And my blood pressure hasn't been since I got out of the Army. But then again, if I was around, well, I was around in 1991, and I, I had this same podcast they would have been upset with me because when the Lions clinched going to playoffs, they didn't clinch the bye. I would have said, all right, we're satisfied with winning the division and we don't need the bye. So, like I said, why are you paying attention to me? I'm just giving you my, my advice, I, what I would do. But I'm trying to straighten you. Why do I pay attention? I'm trying to straighten you out. That's why. All right. It's just not working. Well, a couple of things have happened. James Houston is on his way back. He's yeah, the 21-window. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's going to play before the playoffs. Though. I don't – that if he's not. just starting his window, and if then, I mean, he has to look good probably in practice to even get on the field. Now, the question I do have for you before we get to our prediction in the end, um, they opened up two spots. Chase Lucas was uh, cut. They'll probably be resigned with the practice squad because he was cut, right. if you guys remember, originally in the last cut of a uh, training camp and went to the practice squad, and he came back immediately onto the to the active right. roster. Um, they opened up another spot, that Trevor Nowoski guy, the linebacker that they were scared was going to get picked up by another team. They had him on the roster for a few weeks. He was cut again. Right. So there's an open spot. Where do you think the open spot is for? Because they still have one elevation left for Bagley, the kicker. They don't have to use it and bring him up to the roster this week. So I, I well, don't I think, think it's the kicker. We're going to go to the game without a kicker? No, but you have the two roster elevated. He has his last elevation left. You can use that this week. So you don't. You didn't have to open a roster spot for him this week. So I'm wondering who that roster spot is for. You don't. You think it's for the kicker? Well, he's got to have a kicker. No, my point, Mike. Listen to me. You can use the roster. The mind. You know, the two guys coming up from the practice squad again this week. He has one of those left. So they didn't have to open up the spot for him this week. I think they opened that spot up for somebody else. But he's going to be on the 53 no matter what. He'll be on the 53 plus the two that come up from the practice squad. He has one more of those left. So he's going to play, of course. I'm, we know that. But I'm saying they didn't have to do it this week putting him on the roster. So I'm wondering, and since they didn't put him up yesterday when they added, uh, they added uh, which I still don't know why they added the, the, the fullback whose name just escaped me. They uh, elevated him off the uh, injured list. Co- um, right. com- what's his name? Yeah, because then, which I don't understand why. Why they put him put a spot for him anyway? They brought him to one of the spots, and they have one open. If it would have been a kicker, they would have just did it both yesterday. 
So I'm saying it must be something going on. I got to figure out what's going on. Probably by the time you hear this, they'll have told who that player is. But like I said, they got one extra elevation for Bagley on the practice squad come up. So that's they can use that this week. Well, it'll be interesting to find out, uh, and the sooner the better. Well, look, you, won't, you won't find out until, until now. This is another question yeah, before we get to the prediction too. Um, tomorrow, Gilmore, Stephen Gilmore, his brother, who's been on the Lions team all year, hasn't played. I think he might have played one or two games, but he hadn't really got a defensive snap. Uh, they cut Chase Lucas instead of him. Isn't that interesting to you? Because Chase Lucas plays special teams. He does a lot. You know, he did do a lot this year. But Gilmore, to me, is being, like, protected. But they didn't want to keep him. I'm surprised he wasn't the one that got cut. Well, you know, in some of these things, you find the answer out down the road. And I'm going to wait for down the road. Boy, Mike, I'm glad I asked that well, question. I'm glad you, well, you, boy, you really cleared that up, Mike. Well, I, 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 we can't get podcast people. We cannot get information like that anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that type of in-depth analysis can only be had here on the K&M Podcast. Kenny, I was trying to politely say I don't. <laughs> 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 this Next week, Mike Hare will tell us about the JFK assassination if you uh, want to know about it. He'll be like, you know, I really, I'm just saying that because I don't care. That's already happened. All right. All right. All right, Mike, it's that prediction time before we get into it. The Lions, 11. 11 wins, Mike, already. And your prediction for the year, I believe, originally was 11, right, if everything went right? It was 10 and 7, but but I gave them a ceiling of of 12. Okay. The max for them was 12. I think that they're going for 13. I don't want them to win tomorrow night, but I think they're going to win the last two. So, well, that would be good. I think that would be good, and I, I hope it means something for them. All right. Give me I, a... Uh, well, one thing I, I heard on the way over here, the, the, the Lions were, were underdogs by six, six and a half to six earlier in the week. I hear now it's down to four and a half. It's four and a half. Yes, so it is. Four someone, and a half. Someone, someone out there with a lot of money, or some people out there with a lot of money, are influencing the line. And that, that to me, that's a sign that obviously the money's going to the Detroit Lions. Before any of that happened, on DetroitLions.com, my pick was Detroit Lions 30, Dallas Cowboys 20. All right. I'm going to say the Lions will win 20, 29 because the, the extra point is going to be missed again because that's, that's what they do. So 29-23 Detroit. And I think they're going to win. Number two, last thing, yes or no. Will we get one of the running backs to go over a thousand tomorrow night? No, no. I think one of them will go over, and the other one will get within thirty yards of going over. Because one, I think they're at um, nine oh one for Montgomery and eight seventy for Gibbs. Something like that. Yeah. I just wrote about that for DetroitLions.com. I think it have two thousand yard runners on the same team. Yeah, I, I would love to see it tomorrow. I would love to see them both go over a thousand. Oh, on national TV, absolutely. I would love yeah. to see it, and I hope it happens. But I think that one of them's going to go over, and the other one's going to get close. And then um, Minnesota game, the other one will go over. I think you have two thousand yard rushes. I don't think Laporte is going to get a thousand yards receiving because I don't think they're going to throw the ball no. that much the next two weeks. No. But that'd be interesting. So that is it, Michael here, DetroitLions.com. We'll come back Monday, and we will recap the game and go into. 
I think from starting, we won't even talk about Minnesota game. We'll just talk about preparation for playoff on our next podcast on Monday, okay? Well, let's not promise anything we may change, but that sounds like a good idea. No, no, and I'll make a promise. I keep it. That's what the fans out there know. That's what the people that listen. They expect (laughs) truth and honor out of Ken Brown. You're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's Michael Heron from DetroitLions.com. Read them every day on the site and Ken Brown from WGR Radio. We will not have Alex Anzalone back until the 8th or 7th, whatever that Monday is of January, so you got another week off without him, but he will be back. Thor will be back, so tune in. That's why I call him Thor with the hair. (laughs) Thor will be back. All right, Michael Heron. All right, sounds good. See you later.